1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 7th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Greetings and salutations to you today as we get set for game three of the NBA Finals tonight on ABC. That is at nine o'clock. And of course... For the latest on the Golden State Warriors and Cleveland Cavaliers, I highly suggest you go download, after you're done listening to this podcast, of course, after you're done listening to Locked On Magic, go download and subscribe to Locked On Warriors and Locked On Cavaliers. They're doing a fantastic job covering their teams as they get through the NBA Finals and to the NBA Championship. There are, at the fewest, only two games left in this NBA season. We'll see what the Cleveland Cavaliers have in store for us. In Game Three, I'll talk a little bit more about that game tomorrow night. This, you're not here to hear me, hear me talk about the Cavs and Warriors. That's why we have Locked On Cavs, Cavaliers, and Locked On Warriors. You can find it on iTunes and Audio Boom, just like you can find Locked On Magic. So when you're searching for your podcast, type in Locked On Magic first, and then type in Locked On Cavaliers and Locked On Warriors. It's very very simple, just like you would find Locked On Magic. On today's episode, we're going to talk. We're going to continue our draft profile series. Got a big one for you. Today, another look at a player who could the Magic could take with the six pick. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more kind of big picture rebuild themes as we've begun breaking down the draft and figuring out what direction the Magic are about to head. But let's start with our player profile of the day. Um, As as I've kind of hinted at, uh, somewhat online at least, We're slowly working our way through player profiles. There are a lot of players. Just because I'm profiling a player does not mean I like them um, or that I like them for the Magic necessarily. But we're profiling all the options available to the Magic, so I highly suggest you check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Every day, we have a new player profile up leading up to the NBA draft. We'll have player profiles every day until June 22nd, the NBA draft on June 22nd. Today, we're going to talk about Laurie Markkinen, the sharpshooting center from Arizona. He's actually a player that I've had the chance to watch live. Arizona was in Northwestern's pod uh, at the NCAA Tournament first round. Um, and, I, you know, there is something to like about this kid. I, I, I don't think we can ignore this. To a lot of people, Laurie Markkinen is the best shooter in this draft. I disagree. I think it's Malik Monk. But Markkinen is definitely on the upper echelon of shooters in the draft. And, and since the Magic need three-point shooting, they cannot ignore Laurie and They they certainly have to at least give him a look as, as they would any prospect. What makes Markinen unique is not that he's a shooter, though. It's that he's seven feet tall. It's he is a center who is primarily a three-point shooter. He is really, really, really unique in that way because he's got... A lot of mobility and a lot of athleticism at the center position. And he's got that sharp shot, which is exactly what the NBA wants from everyone this year. Last year at Arizona, he averaged 15.6 points and 7.2 rebounds per game, shot 49.2% from the floor and 42.3% from beyond the arc on 4.4 three point attempts per game. At the very least, Markinen will serve a role as a spread five. It's a position that's still being experimented with a little bit. We've seen Frank Kaminsky do it a little bit. Seen a couple other centers slowly make their way out to the three-point line. Markinen is ready-made to shoot three-pointers the moment he steps onto an NBA floor. And it's not even just that he's a three-point shooter. He does a good job kind of pump-faking and driving on centers. He's good at getting past centers off the dribble. Um, he's not a playmaker in that way, and he's you know a center, so he's still kind of slow. He's not a point guard. You know, getting getting past someone, but he does have the ability to beat guys off the dribble, take a pump fake, take a step in, and shoot a shoot a jumper, shoot a mid range jumper. In the pick and roll, he'll be able to pop really well. Uh, and so, again, he's got that ready made skill. He's ready to enter the NBA as a three point shooter, and that's valuable. I I don't think. That's, I don't think that's something to overlook. He's got that skill ready to go. The issue with Markkinen is his ceiling does seem a bit low. I'm not sold on him and some of the other parts of his game. So while he does have an NBA skill as a three-point shooter and, and a unique skill at that as a seven-foot three-point shooter, where Markkinen is going to struggle, I think, is the things you typically want a center to do. Doesn't have much of a post game. He's not a he's not a big strong guy. He's 7 foot, 230 pounds. Um, he's able to get rebounds at the college level, but only grabbed 14% of total of his total rebound rate and 17.5% of the defensive rebounds available. He played a lot of actually power forward, kind of still perimeter stretch four type play um instead of uh instead of your traditional center. He's not going to do very much with his back to the basket. He's not going to do very much in the low post. He just doesn't have the size to, to, to back players down, even if he has the footwork and, and some of the some of the offensive moves. He also doesn't have the size to really defend well. He's not a shot blocker at all. 1.8% block rate, only 19 blocks in 37 games for Arizona last year, average less than a block per game. He just isn't going to be a massive room protector, which is something the NBA asks his center to do more and more. You think about the problems the Magic have with Nikola Vucevic, and and again, I've been very, I hope I've been very clear about this. Nikola Vucevic is a fine option; he's a good player. Nikola Vucevic is a better low post defender and better rebounder than Laurie Markin is going to be. While Markin might be a better three point shooter, and might be a better offensive weapon uh, in some ways. Vucevic is is a better player, and so if you're the Magic and you're looking at Laurie Markin as a center. You gotta really ask yourself, is he the right piece? Is he really an improvement over what you have? And and that's been my big thing with Nikola Vucevic: is you don't give up on him unless you're ready to unless you have an improvement in place, unless you have a better option in place. So, while Markinen is certainly going to go in the top 10, I, I think that's pretty safe to say that it'll be a top 10 pick. And I think it, I think on the right team with the right defensive players around him, he can succeed. I don't think that's Orlando, and I don't think he's what Orlando is looking for uh, as a player. I think Orlando is looking for someone who can create a little bit and, and play the star role. And there are players better than Markkinen that will accomplish that goal. That will accomplish that. And so, you look at Markkinen. You have to. You have to examine him. You have to. You have to kind of go through your process, but I don't think he's the pick. I don't think he's the guy the magic should target at six. Um it's just it's just not a good fit for what Orlando wants and what Orlando needs uh at this pick. I'm not again, I'm not the biggest Markinen fan for that reason. I don't think he's the right fit for the Magic. I do think that he will be able to contribute at the NBA level. I'm not sure. To what end, uh, you know? There's, there's. I've seen mock drafts have him go to Charlotte. Charlotte seems like an environment where there's a lot of shooting big men. Um, so I'm not sure that's quite the fit for him either, or, or whether that's the right place for right place for Charlotte to go. But Markinen is definitely, and definitely someone who can come onto an NBA floor and provide something, provide a skill, and make defenses respect him. And, and and I think again, when you're drafting, that's important. That, that that is a leg up and, and and we'll see if he develops the other parts of his game i just i i'm just not high that he'll get there um i just don't think he has the makeup to become a kind of grittier rebounder and, and certainly not able to become a, a solid rim protector either ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks it's ace's biggest LED light bulb
1: sale of the year right now buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs our four pack of LED bulbs is 9.99.
0: Uh, while I was talking about marketing and about what the Magic mean and why I don't think a player like Markkanen is really the fit. And so I think it's time now, roughly two weeks to go before the NBA draft, to discuss what the Magic are really looking for here. What are What is the Magic's end game with this draft, with the moves that they make this offseason? And I think it's important to, to think about this. You know, Jeff Weltman, during his uh, introductory press conference, Went up and said, "You know, we're not putting a timeline on this." And I genuinely believe them And 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 when you get a new management group, when you get new people in, I, I think there is a tendency to 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 give them time. You know, the the expectations the Magic faced last year are not going to be the expectations they face this year. I think they recognize they're they're changing course a little bit. They recognize the failures of last year too. I think, and I think to to say. 2018 is a playoffs or bust season is going a little too far, is, 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 is not recognizing the failure of last season uh, and uh, the struggles that the team had and, and how difficult it's going to be to get out of it. But at the same time, you heard Alex Martin say on several occasions, and even Frank Vogel I think said this, we're not that far away. And clearly to me, that indicates that there is still an expectation that the Magic are going to fight to make the playoffs. That the Magic believe they can make the playoffs. And so I don't think that dream is quite dead yet. Remember, we are currently in the longest playoff drought in franchise history. And I think that is weighing heavily on the franchise. I think the fans are are getting uh, the fans are more than restless at this point. And I think that pressure to make the playoffs to 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 find tangible success is a very very real thing for this franchise still. I don't think that's going away, even if there's maybe some more leniency or allowance to get things back on track. The Magic, to me, are not intending to do a rebuild. In fact, I, I, I'm certain that they're not planning to do a straight rebuild. I don't expect them to sell off to the highest bidder any of their player any of their players. I, sus- I I suspect the Magic are looking to get better. With every move that they make, they're thinking, "How do we make this team better?" They're not looking to cut salary. They're not looking to get. They're looking to get younger, but not recklessly younger. This isn't them trading Dwight Howard and just shoving off all the bad salaries. I mean, if, I don't think they're going to trade Bismack Biombo or Evan Fournier or, D, or probably not even DJ Augustine. But they're not going to trade any of those players just to trade them just to get them off the books. They still view them as valuable pieces. And so the team, for all all intents and purposes, is still pushing to make the playoffs next year. The approach is going to be different. They're not going to just bring in a bunch of high-priced veterans. They're not going to sacrifice young players. They're not, to me, trading the sixth... I've seen some people discuss maybe trading the sixth pick for a veteran... That I think is completely off the table. They're using that sixth pick, and if I were betting, if, if I were if I were making that decision, I would be looking for a player who has a high ceiling and a high floor, which is harder to find when you get to six. But it's still there. You're looking for a player with minimal risk, with a high ceiling, and I think they can get that player in this draft. They can get someone who fit, fills that. That star need that I talked about on yesterday's show. At six. But Orlando is not looking to just restart the whole thing. Their core will remain largely intact. There are probably going to be a few trades. uh, and, And trades of key players. I don't think they can avoid that if they truly want to get better. But they're not looking to have another 29-win season next year. They're not looking to be back in this position next season at the draft. They're not looking to be tanking at the end of the year. The Magic want to compete, and they want to make the playoffs in 2018. And, And as I said throughout all of last season, improvement's going to matter. If they can get from 29 back to 35 wins, that, to me, without seeing the roster that they've constructed yet, if they bring everyone back and just add the rookies, 29 to 35, 36, 37 wins would be a very successful season to me. That's progress. And 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 we should know by now not to discount progress. Getting better year, year on, year on, year on is a good thing. Again, it's about building hope in the fan base again, which... You know, I, I would sense that there's a lot of optimism about what what Weltman is going to bring to the team. A new leader has brought with him a little bit of optimism. But the plan, again, the plan is not to restart. Weltman is not talking about culture, about bringing anyone anything new in. He's talking about just getting better, of finding ways to make the team better. Some coaching stability will help a lot of the other pieces will help as well but you won't see the team drastically different at least the core players drastically different i don't think you're not going to see that you're not going to see the team afraid to to take on some big money if it if it makes the team better i think they'll still try and get younger i think they recognize they need to kind of refresh the roster a little bit, rejuvenate the roster, especially the depth of the roster and the depth of the young talent on the roster, kind of get back to where they were two years ago. But they're not not—they're not hitting the reset button. They're not giving up on any of the players they have. They're just simply looking to get better next year than they were last year. Short episode today, but I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. I hope you all you all enjoyed it. I have a special episode planned for you tomorrow. I'm going to be talking a little, little bit more about the fan base and, and, and attendance for, at the Amway Center. So uh, preview that. Preview that. That show hopefully will be tomorrow. It'll be sometime this week. So I'll have that discussion coming up for you uh, by the end of the week here on Locked On Magic. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com and follow me on Twitter at oMagicDaily. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedonMagic as well as like us on Facebook at LockedonMagic. Remember, we're doing our Orlando uh, the, our player draft profiles up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, So be sure to check that out every single day. We'll have a I'll, I'll, I'll discuss another player with you guys uh, in the coming days as well. On top of all this, uh, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Audible, Stitcher Tune, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. And like I said, short episode today, but that's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all for listening to Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.